Hey everybody, JC Groves here. Hey, today's episode is entitled Truth Never Fears a Challenge. Now this is a quote I've been hearing my whole life. My dad has been saying this as long as I can remember. And he got this quote from an incredible man who was his professor in college and my professor, Dr. Charles Murphy. And so we want to give honor where honor is due, as well as credit for this incredible quote that so many of us have come to love and really lean into over this last year. Truth never fears a challenge. Truth is consistent with itself, and truth correlates with reality. We're going to break down that quote today on the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast. Well, guys, I am actually live right now in the French Quarter. <laughs> we are, yeah, you we are. are on our daughter Marley's senior trip, and uh, she wanted to come to New Orleans and eat seafood and shop in vintage stores, and I haven't been here in years and years. Everybody who knows me knows that I love jazz music. I love jazz music, and tonight we went into the restaurant, and uh, that gentleman was standing outside of the restaurant playing his trumpet. Being in big cities is always really cool. Um, several years ago, and I'll just pass this on as a point of discipleship for everybody. Several years ago, um, you know, we've done a lot of homeless ministry. And so anytime I'm in a big city, we, c we can never finish our dinner because the portions are huge. And so tonight, I had an opportunity in the French Quarter, a place that's known for sin, to show my daughters that we neatly boxed up all the food that we didn't eat. And we walked around until we found a homeless guy who said that he hadn't any, had anything to eat today. And so I actually gave him the box of food and gave him the gospel. And when we walked away, my daughter said, wow, daddy, I believe I could do that. And isn't it cool that you can, man, you can shine the light of Jesus wherever you are, even after hearing awesome music and eating a shrimp po' boy. That's what I'm talking about. And you don't have to hand them a track and make them read it and then sign it and send it back to you. You can just share the gospel. doesn't have to be an altar call. It could be right there in New Orleans on the strip. But you you do have to use a bullhorn. Yeah. I, I hope you did not tell him the gospel without a bullhorn, Brian. <laughs> well, you know, I always keep one in my pocket just in case because you never That's know it. when you're going to need it. one. Hey, by the way, guys, also I just want to apologize to the fam and to you. If you can hear music in the background, I'm actually sitting in the lobby of the hotel recording this. Mm. And so I'll try to mute my mic when I'm not talking. So I may be listening to you guys a lot tonight, but I'm right here Man. literally live in the moment. And by the way, JC, a second ago, what you just said about the bullhorn, um, 
here's the deal. I actually was able to look at the man and say, hey, it doesn't matter if you're sleeping on this cardboard on the street or if you live in a mansion. Jesus Christ died for you. And I said, hey, did you hear what I said? Jesus Christ loves you, and he died for you. Um, that's, That's the heart of the gospel. That's, that's it. That's awesome. I always just get to present the gospel because I never have leftovers. I eat it all. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I tell you what, I have a conversation starter that is hanging in my office. Nate, you've probably seen it. It's right above my door, and I have had this for 21 years. I got it on my senior trip when I went down to New Orleans. I walked into this old antique store, one of those vintage stores you're talking about, Brian, and there was this head with wings, and it looks like Elvis chubby Elvis with wings on it. It's the most eclectic thing I've ever seen. It was leaning up against the counter and it had a price tag right on the forehead that said $80. And I asked the lady, I said, what is this? She goes, you know what? That's been in this shop for probably 40 years. She said, give me 10 bucks and you can have it. So I paid 10 bucks and I have had that thing hanging in my office almost 18 years now. Everybody comes in, they're like, what's up with that? I'm like, let me tell you the story. So when we lived in Utah, we drove out to Vegas and uh, we went to Pawn Stars and I actually took the Elvis head with wings into Pawn Stars. And I was like, Hey, do y'all know what this is? And they looked at it and he goes, man, he said, I don't, I have never seen anything like this before. He said, let me take some pictures of it. And if anything ever comes up, he's like, I'll give you a hundred bucks for it and just hang it in the store. Cause it's that unique. And I was like, no, no, I'm going to hold on to this, but call me if you ever do. And I'll post some pictures on our RFP fam group page and Twitter. It is the most crazy thing. And that's my, that's my, uh, little token from new orleans only you would have that story jc i don't know anybody else only who I. would have an elvis <laughs> with wings story by the way we are we were in new york a while back and we went into an antique store and i didn't realize it but it was like a crazy insane upscale antique store and you know the edwards we are not uh financially profitable people in a big way when we walked in and i saw the first vase to my right had a price sticker of like thirty thousand dollars I told my daughters, I said, everybody, put your hands down by your side, walk as slowly as you can, (laughs) back out the door, and don't even breathe on anything. Check it out. Come on, man. What is that? You can't make. I was, I was wondering where JC went. I was like, "What in the world?" It's too, it's too good. Go? It's too good not to show you. So <laughs> it may be, it may be John Belushi. I don't know who, who it is. Man, I was in uh, New Orleans five years ago. I believe it was five years ago. I was there uh, on our twentieth wedding anniversary. Nice. So yeah, it would have been five years ago. Carrie and I cruised out of New Orleans. And we got to see three or four different countries. It was awesome. We were out for eight days. Really cool cruise. And we enjoyed seeing the French Quarter and eating in some of the really good places there, man. It was definitely a memorable experience. That's awesome. Brian, I do love hearing the music behind you. You can't hide money. (laughs) By the way, it's not even live music. It's just some hotel lobby piano music. Earlier, I thought it was a live piano player. And so I said to the girls, how cool is it when you walk into a hotel and there's all this ambiance and even live music playing? And then we started looking for the piano player and realized, oh, wait a minute, it's just a recording that's set on loop. <laughs> 
It's all that money you're making from the RFP. You're able that's to stay it. at the Sheraton. We we stay at the Roadway Inn because there's a small daycare. Every time we go in, <laughs> you know it's going to be good when there's a Waffle House attached to it. So. Come hey, on, you baby. know what's cool, JC? I booked so many hotels online that they actually offered me the deal on this Sheraton. I'm staying here for 85 bucks a night. How cool is that? That's awesome. That's incredible. I tell you some place that you can book some really good rooms is up in Bourbon, Missouri, coming up August 26th, 27th, and 28th in Bourbon, Missouri. It's the RFP Fam Meetup. Man, we want to see you there. It is, it's coming. It's like 60-something days away, guys. Like, we are almost there. That My math may be a little bit off, but it is going to be awesome. And uh, rooms are going quick. You can go to recoveringfundamentalist.org and uh, click on the Midwest Meetup tab register. Uh, there is a charge for this meetup just because we're staying at a super nice camp. They got a chapel. All of our food is provided. Um, and a lot of people have been asking, just for clarity, it's going to start on Thursday night, and then it'll be all day on Friday, and I believe a bunch of the RFP network is going to be there. and They're going to be doing some live recording. And then Friday evening, we are going down to Matt Dudley's church for an incredible service, and we're going to be recording a live episode that night. Man, this is going to be a weekend you do not want to miss. If it's anything like the South Meetup was, that, that episode last week, guys, I have literally listened to that probably eight times just to hear the RFP fam singing and then Chad's message and just to be able to experience that. Brian, what did you what did you think? You weren't able to be there, so what was your feelings as you're listening to that? I'll tell you what, JC, just a little bit ago, I actually clicked on the uh, YouTube link for the podcast so that my family could hear what was happening mm. at the South Meetup. And this is what my daughter said. Wow. She said, Daddy, listen to the way the people are singing. It's so amazing to hear those people just singing with all of their hearts like that. Mm. You know, wouldn't it be awesome if every church service was like that South Meetup where yeah. people just sang yeah. passionately to Jesus, unhindered and uninhibited? Guys, when I listened to that episode, it made me so jealous. Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> well, you get to be with us in Bourbon, Missouri at the meetup, and we can't wait for this. 2022, we got the camp meetings that are coming up, and these are going to be all over the country. Just make your plans now to come and hang out with us, and uh, I can't wait. Yeah, I got an email this week that said, after I listened to that episode, I started looking for my flights. I'm booking a room. I'm coming to Missouri. That's they said, awesome. I don't want to miss out on this. So if anybody that's listened to that, you need to be a part of this. And we're talking about some really big time things. We may do some more recording, even a little bit better level. All that was recorded on a phone on my phone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. So on my iPhone. So that was the video, the audio, everything, and we're hoping to take it up a notch when we get to Missouri. But at the beginning of this episode, I want to go ahead and do a few shout-outs, too, because we had some people at our church at Gospel Light in Anderson, South Carolina. We had over 12 people. Actually, I think it was over 15 because I, I listed some of them out. But we had two families that drove in over a couple hours each to be a part of our worship service. And man, we absolutely enjoyed worshiping with them. Benjamin and Anna Workman came and worshiped with us. Does that name ring a bell, Brian? Absolutely, man. They're great, great people. <laughs> yeah, they the Workmans are awesome, and their kids were amazing. They came and 
We we had a great conversation with them afterwards. Rob and Brianna Turner, JC, yeah. I was telling you about them. He's the they were pastor. at the meetup. Trent McJunkin was there. Trent is my boy. Jedi Fuller. Jedi joined the band. That's cool. And uh, he's the guy that played the mandolin. Yeah. And so he he played electric guitar with Jedi us today. And then, of course, Nathaniel. There we go. There we go. <laughs> and then, of course, we had Chad and Brittany Gamble. Dale Franklin is part of the RFP fam. He's one of the elders here at Gospel Light Church. So, man, we just had our own little meetup today. It's getting getting to where every service is an RFP meetup in Anderson. That's like it is down here in Statesboro. I got the Wiggins. I got the Van Gillers. We got J.D. Lewis. I mean, it's like a daggum RFP fam every week. And what I'm excited about is there's pop-up meetups that are happening all over. We've been on yes. talking with IFB Sasquatch on Twitter, and uh, there's a bunch of folks up in the Michigan area that are going to be getting together in July. Uh, he said, man, we could have almost 100 people show up at this one. I know Daniel Dude. Wynn out in Texas is getting a group together. Talked to a guy this week who's up in Portland, and he's trying to get the RFP what? fam that's up in the northwest together and uh so i love that i love that on the rfp group page this week there was a group of rfp fam for veterans that started this week these guys that have experienced things serving our country that none of us civilians will know that are part of the rfp fam they have created a community in there and uh, man i love it's doing exactly what we hoped when we started this podcast is that this would become a movement that community would begin and continue to grow. And it's happening guys. Hey, so here's my question. Why do you guys do this kind of thing to me? Because the only thing we've got going on in Danville are people sending me signs of different Danvilles. That's not even Danville, Virginia. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only thing I've got going on. Listen, listen, I saw Rob, I saw Rob and them take a picture of Danville, Georgia, when they drove past it. And every time I've passed by that, I've almost FaceTimed you and been like, hey, man, I'm in Danville, but I didn't do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what you do have, Brian, that, that JC and I don't have? You are about 45 minutes from two of my favorite RFP fam. You know who that is? That's Aiden and Clayton Riddle. I absolutely love those boys, and they are two of our biggest fans. Listen to this. They listen to us. They can quote our intro word for word, parts of different episodes, and to make it just even cooler than anything else, they asked for merch for their birthday, and they got it. Plus, they have the Brian (coughs) visor. Aiden wears that Brian visor and absolutely loves it. By the way, Brian, they told me that you are their favorite, so I was in their home fellowshipping with their family and they told me that you were their favorite i just i told them you were my favorite too so so we're even but those two guys those two guys are two of my favorites and their mom and dad stephanie and jason they they are just salt of the earth awesome people jason by the way is an absolute theological ninja don't ever get in a debate with that guy he is he is incredible understands the word i mean he he's so cool but though that family that that's one of my favorite RFP fam families right there. Well, you know Jason's a good guy because he's a, he's a Hope Church pastor, so that's automatically absolutely one positive if you ask me. And then the other thing is, <laughs> I'm glad those boys have have a lot of mercy. They are merciful listeners. If they say I'm their favorite host, their their dads calls them to live a sheltered life. Apparently, but I love those two boys. They're amazing. Or like we discovered last week, they think it's really me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there you go. That's that's what it is. Hey, JC, I'm actually going to write a song for the next meetup, and I'm going to call the song 
they are heavy. They're my brothers because I keep carrying y'all around. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's got to go aluminum. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I love it. Well, Brian, Benjamin, and Anna told me today. Actually, it was Anna. She said that uh, they were visiting all three of us, and she said, I wanted to visit you guys in order of who we think the most important is. And so we visited Brian's church first, she said, and we visited you second. She said, eventually we're going to get to JC. She goes, but you're quickly becoming my favorite because Brian didn't give me a shout out. She said, if you'll give us a shout out, you'll be our favorite. So so sorry, man. You may have just gotten dethroned. Just you can stay in South Carolina, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, once you once you have Nathan, you don't even have to worry about coming to Statesboro. <laughs> no, sir. Well, hey, listen, Nathan is like those shrimp and grits I ate last night. Just when you think shrimp and grits can't be better, they serve it with a creamy uh, crawfish sauce, and you put that all over top of the shrimp and grits, and it's just the best there is. And so, well, mm. Brian, shrimp is my favorite, so thank you. <laughs> hey, we want to thank somebody that's not making us any richer but is making us smell better, Free Life Soap. You can check them out today by going to recoveringfundamentalist.org. Click on the Free Life Soap tab. Use your promo code RFP, and you get 20% off of the order, and we just get free soap. Hey, guys. How about hey, we start this episode? What do you think? Let's do it. I'm ready. Let's go. Starts in three. You know what makes women stupid is college. Jesus was not a bartender. Hi, man. Two. You have lost your mind. Long tongue heifers have given me a lot more trouble than heifers wearing breeches. And you know that. Say amen right there. One. Let me tell you something, bozo. They'll be selling frosties in hell for this boy. Put on a pair of pink underwear. Amen. I sucked my thumb till I was 14 years of age. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast. We're your hosts, Brian Edwards, Nathan Cravat. I'm JC Groves, and we are coming to you today live from Statesboro, Georgia, Anderson, South Carolina, and from the heart of the nicest hotel in New Orleans, it's Brian Edwards. Nolans. <laughs> Nola. So I'm real excited about the next few episodes that we have coming up. We've been queuing these up for the last few weeks. Uh, but next week, we are going to start a two-week podcast uh, talking about the subject of music. And uh, we're going to be kind of giving our stance and kind of just describing music as a cultural thing, music as how it was growing up, music in the church, and uh, and then follow that up in two weeks with some incredible worship leaders. Brian, you want to tell us who the worship leaders are going to be? Yeah, we're going to have Kelsey Bolton. We're going to have Chris McClarney. By the way, Chris has some brand new music out. I would uh, recommend everybody get that music. So those episodes are going to be fantastic. And in the meanwhile, if anybody wants to hear a great podcast on music, hey, a part of the RFP fam, the uh, 26 Letters podcast, just did a podcast on music, and it was yeah, actually really good. We're really just going to play their episode for week one and then <laughs> yeah. follow it up. <laughs> yeah, I've never been disappointed listening to go those guys. They're amazing. They're awesome. So that's going to be the next two weeks. We're going to be talking about music. But this week, 
we've got a great subject, uh, a line that you've heard us say on this podcast for 67 episodes now is truth never fears a challenge. And we want to yep. break that down because we have people all the time that are giving us pushback on that statement. Well, truth never fears a challenge. Truth never fears a challenge. What does that mean? Uh, where are you coming from there? And we want to just kind of explain what it means and what it doesn't mean on this episode yep. tonight. Yeah. So let's talk about what it doesn't mean. So when, when people come at us and say, hey, we challenged you to something, so now you have to accept it, right? Is, is that what it means? The first thing it does not mean is it doesn't mean that we accept every challenge that's thrown at us. Come on, guys. And if, we if don't. You can't, yeah, if you can't think any deeper than that, if you can't do any more critical thinking than that, then we really have nothing to talk about. Truth does not fear a challenge, but we want to choose those challenges wisely. And there are challenges, if we can just be honest, there are challenges that I'm going to take that Nathan and Brian aren't going to take. I mean, Nathan, you've just accepted a challenge to go into a debate with Cody Zorn that Brian and I want nothing to do with. Absolutely. We were all <laughs> challenged. I ain't got any desire whatsoever to challenge Cody Zorn on the King James Bible. But you feel it, and so you're taking that, and we support you in that. Yeah, and I appreciate that, and I'm looking forward to the challenge. And we've had our RFP fam rallying behind us, yeah. and so many of them are reaching out to us. A lot of them said they're coming. So RFP fam, you are invited if you want to be there. It's not a, a meetup. It's not an official meetup. I'm going to be pretty busy. I'm going to have my hands full that night. But I am really excited about seeing some of you guys and connecting. And, hey, maybe we can go out and eat afterwards or something. You know, this past week, guys, I actually took a little bit of a challenge because – you know, I get frustrated with people lying about us and believing that they can do that. Here's the thing. I addressed that gentleman in love. It was stern, but it was loving. You guys read that. It never became personal or anything like that. But then people start challenging us because on occasion yeah. we actually speak out in defense of ourselves. I had an old pastor as a matter of fact, he was an old independent Baptist pastor years ago that I had more respect for than just about any pastor ever. His name was Rayton Puckett. He was a man of incredible integrity, just an amazing man. And Rayton Puckett actually said he was being attacked, and this is what he told me. He said, every now and then, you need to fire a shot over the bow of the boat, not so that you'll sink their boat, but just so they'll know you have guns too. And every now and then, yeah. and it happens rarely for me, but every now and then, there just comes a time when somebody lies in such an abrasive way that for the sake of guarding your integrity, you have to call them out and say, no, that is an absolute lie. So, you know, we don't we don't Straight address up. every challenge that has nothing to do with us being cowards. If we took on every challenge, no. that's all we would be doing. It's kind of like the bulldog with the skunk. The bulldog said, yeah, I can whip him, but it wouldn't be worth it. You know, not every yep. challenge or fight is going to be <laughs> worth it. And so there's a lot of those that we right. let slide. But every now and then, just like Nathan with the Cody Zorn challenge, every now and then it's time to just step up and say, okay, just so you know, we can defend ourselves. And by the way, I think Cody's in for a big backfire because he doesn't have a single verse in the Bible to support his argument. Nathan, I know that night you're going to bring a lot of Scripture, and um, I think you're going to handle yourself well. And while J.C. and I wouldn't step in the ring, 
One of the reasons we wouldn't step in the ring, we'd be the opposite of Nacho Libre. You remember when, when Nacho Libre was being beat down and Escaletto was like, nope, I'm not having anything to do with that. I think JC and I would be the reverse. Yeah. And, uh, if anybody said anything personal to you, you're a brother. Man, it wouldn't take us long to get riled yeah. up and in the flesh. I'm going to be in Statesboro, Georgia in my stretchy pants. So. <laughs> hey, if you need to, you can borrow some sweats. <laughs> the cunt to tell you. Well, I appreciate your support. And, hey, we don't have to agree on everything. And, and I'll just be and honest. Let's, let's be transparent. We've had some pretty serious back and forth. You guys pushed back on me when we were talking about this. And I pushed back. But at the end of the day, we're friends. We love one another. We're not looking for conformity. Right. I don't want JC to agree with me on everything. I don't want Brian to agree with everything I say. I want these guys to challenge me and make me better. And they've done that. And they know I'm accepting this because of conviction and because I've prayed about it and I feel called to do it. But Jesus addresses this whole topic of discernment in the Sermon on the Mount. In the book of Matthew, he says, Do not give dogs what is holy and do not throw your pearls before pigs, lest they trample them underfoot and turn and attack you. So sharing wisdom with someone or accepting a stupid challenge from someone who's just interested in scoffing at you or ridiculing you, especially when they're mocking God's word, mm-hmm. it's, it's like casting your pearls before pigs. They're not going to appreciate that. Now, the Bible does tell us we should be ready to give an answer for the hope that we have within us, but... The Bible also tells us in 1 Corinthians 2, 15 and 16 that all of God's people have been given a measure of discernment. Jesus is telling his apostles that if anyone doesn't welcome you or listen to your words, shake the dust off your feet and leave Mm. that home or leave that town. He says that in Matthew 10, 14, and, and that correlates with the whole verse about casting your pearls before the swine. So Wisdom doesn't accept every stupid challenge that's offered to it, but it also doesn't mean that we're going to allow anybody on our podcast who challenges us or that we're going to go on their podcast. I think there's a misconception out there right now that if you tweet at the RFP guys or if you say something about the RFP guys, they're going to respond back. They're going to fire back and we're, we're going to get famous. We're going to start getting clickbait. We're going to start getting people that are going to tweet at us. And, I mean, honestly, Brian, I think your response this week, we kind of gave a guy a platform that necessarily didn't deserve the platform because he was just calling out a bunch of straight-up garbage. Um, truth, not fearing a challenge doesn't mean that every challenge, because it comes daily. multiple times every day. And we knew it would happen when we started this podcast. I don't think we knew it would be at the rate that it is, but that doesn't mean that every one of them are going to come on the RFP or that we're going on there. Uh, We get invited to debates all the time. Yeah. And every once in a while we accept. And then there's other times that I take the words of Jesus and Taylor Swift and I shake it off, shake it off and keep going. Well, you know, I've never heard those two names mentioned in the same sentence until just now. <laughs> By the way, you know, we prove that we're friends because, I mean, you guys, we're recording an episode right now with me sitting in a lobby and uh, with cheesy piano music playing in the background. 
But, you know, the, the Pharisees were always there in the ministry of Jesus. Like, it's impossible to study the Gospels and not see the Pharisees constantly. By the way, how miserable is your life when you follow someone else around just in hopes of being able to attack them and maybe cause them to lose their credibility? But, you know, they were always there. <laughs> Jesus only addressed them at certain times. You remember when they said, you're a glutton and a wine-bibber. Jesus never turned to them and said, no, I'm not. He yeah. never said, that's a false accusation. That's not true. But at other times when they challenged the uh, disciples for eating without washing their hands, Jesus took a bold stand and said, wait a minute, you're transgressing yeah. against the commandments of God by you know, saying that everything is Corbin and you're robbing from your parents. You're, you're, you're defying the law of God and, and they're, just, they're just eating without washing their hands, which is nothing more than one of your traditions. I challenge those who disagree with us to send us a suitcase full of $100 bills. And when you do that, then we will accept your challenge. Yes, because we'll finally make money off the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> or I challenge you to convert to Catholicism and become a monk so you're not allowed to argue with us <laughs> on Twitter. That's an official challenge from the RFP. Yeah, that would be a blessing. That would be. <laughs> One of the things that really gets to me with this statement that a lot of people have accused us of is making up stories or lying. There was an accusation that was thrown out at a previous guest that I called him out on this public platform very publicly with thousands of people downloading an episode to something that happened that he said from a pulpit. And there was a challenge presented that if I could present a tape that I would get $1,500 in $100 bills. I'm not interested in the money, but what I know is the fact that it did happen. And just because I've not been able to tangibly bring up the tape, people are saying that we've made up stories, that there's lies. Listen, truth doesn't fear a challenge. I'm not an idiot that I'm going to come on here and make up a story on a podcast with thousands of downloads just to get at somebody. Truth doesn't fear a challenge. Facts are facts. It happened. Truth not fearing a challenge and us talking about clickbait also doesn't mean that the three of us believe we're really famous. You know, we talk about people, <laughs> if they challenge us, they think they're going to be famous. And then some people twist that and say, well, that means the host of the RFP, they think they're famous. You know, I've walked all over New Orleans today, and I never got stopped <laughs> at all. No, no one ever came up and said, can I have your autograph? You know, none of that <laughs> happened. We're podcasters, and God's given us favor with a great audience. We're not famous. We just have a really cool fam. And let me yes, tell you this do. straight up. We've said this before. This podcast could end tomorrow and our lives and ministries will still go on. We don't need this yep. podcast to continue to do and be who God has called us to be. When you learn to live from acceptance rather than for it, it is so freeing, and you don't have to worry about becoming famous. None of us started this podcast 67 episodes ago, and we're like, guys, we could be huge in this circle if we start the <laughs> podcast. That, is, that garbage has never been said. But I love oh, how man. there's just a picture that is painted because we are talking into some microphones, and anybody can do this. I mean, dadgum, look at Will and Brian. Those guys started the church split to get famous. You heard it here first. I mean, oh, you, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you got Clay and Josh. Those two definitely want to be famous yep. with the Young Baptist podcast. I mean, we all know that Mike Peters, como te la a la mucha la casa amigo, wants to be famous. <laughs> I have no idea what I just said. But <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so let's let's break this down word for word, all right? 
Let's do this. The first word, truth. The truth about God, the truth about reality, the truth about doctrine, which is really the context that we've said that in, the truth about who we are, that's what we mean when we talk about truth. We're not even talking about us. When we say truth doesn't fear a challenge, we're not saying the RFP is truth. Mm -mm. We're saying we try to speak truth, we want to believe the truth, but we're not calling ourselves the truth. Jesus is the truth. We believe in him. He's the Messiah. He's our Savior. He's our King. He's, he's the one that is the way, the truth, and the life. So truth, we mean the truth about God. And because we mean that, that's why we say challenge us. If there's something you hear that yeah. you don't like, we are okay with people challenging. We get pushed back all the time. However, it's in the challenge, I think, at times where people think we mean something other than what we do. We are constantly going to take you back to Scripture. We're going to take you yeah. back to the gospel. We're going to take you back to the way, the truth, the life, not our words. And people also need yeah. to understand that when we, we talk about truth, we're talking about being practitioners of the truth. That's, that's who we want to be. Not that truth that's is good. just a subject, but truth is ultimately a lifestyle that we live in in the truth we live out the truth and then we live under the authority of the truth and the truth is ultimately jesus christ and you know people get angry with us all the time because they have all of these doctrinal things they preach that aren't in scripture hey it's not our fault that you don't have a verse god inspired the bible had he wanted your reality to be in the scripture then it would have been there. So when you don't have a verse, don't get mad Shoot. at the RFP. Take that up with God or Preach. either become a practitioner of the truth and only hold true to what's in the Scripture. Hang on. I'm going to take a lap. Good. Gosh, that was good. That's exactly right. My goodness. Wow. Okay, this is my new favorite episode. Brian, yeah. that was awesome. That was straight fire right there. So if Dude. I had a hanky, I'd be waving it right now. <laughs> like, I'm about to speak in tongues. Shonatana, Motai, Rada, Honda, my shin on my knee on my leg. Let's go. That was for Brandon. <laughs> you already spoke in tongues and called it Spanish. <laughs> Jeez. That was so yes. good. I channel my inner Pentecostal every once in a while. My buddy, Brandon Holt. Y'all need to look Brandon up. He's on the RFP fam. But Brandon Holt uh, and, and Paul Kidd, like these, these guys that are Pentecostal brothers, that's what I love about the RFP fam. It's not just these independents. But, man, they will get in there. But I, I listen to Brandon Holt sometimes lead worship. And he used to do this when I found him late at night. His wife right now has been going through breast cancer. And, man, I talked to him on the phone the other day. And just the presence of God just during that conversation. It's so real and so genuine. And I mean no disrespect when I say that. You know, sometimes you just say something to be funny. A few weeks ago, I made a West Virginia joke, and uh, yeah, I didn't did. do that to be offensive. I actually had someone reach out and say, uh, you, know, how, you know, are you saying that people who live in mobile homes are less than? And the truth is I've lived in three of them, and I would live in another one, so I didn't mean that at all. Sometimes you say something just to be funny in the yeah. moment. And, um, yeah, I totally understand you're just being funny, but I think it's cool that you uh, love those guys enough that you're willing to point that out. Well, I think that's another thing that we have had over this last 67-plus episodes is that we are opening ourselves up for criticism. We're opening ourselves up to investigate truth because we say something. These podcasts are out here forever. Like what we say <laughs> when we're dead and gone, these episodes, if the Lord tarries, amen, brothers and sisters. But if it is, these episodes are going to be out there. The things that we're recording and saying every week, people can go back and backdate and look up and, and listen to just like IFP Preacher Clips does with all the preacher sermons. If they had stopped preaching bad, IFP Preacher 
eclipse wouldn't be there. But what we have is truth that we're saying, and, and we're backing up the words, and we want to make sure that what we are saying, if we say something wrong, we will come back, and we have done episodes where we've said something the wrong way, or we feel like it wasn't didn't come across the way that we wanted it to, and yeah. we followed up with yeah. an episode to give you our heart behind this, because we are the chief among sinners. We are just three dudes that love Jesus. We love people. We have a passion to see people find freedom in Jesus, and that's what truth is. Truth is presenting the gospel without any hesitation. Yeah. So we've got truth, mm. and then never. That means... There's no instance where this breaks down. Yeah. Truth never fears. Mm -mm. It never shrinks back. It's never afraid. It never hides from it. never retreats. It's never insecure. Yeah. So we can turn that around and say truth is always secure. Yeah. Because as you Amen. say, JC, it correlates with reality. It's, it's consistent, consistent with, with itself. itself. Yeah. So truth never fears a... One single, not ever, not one single time, never fears a challenge. challenge. And what we really mean is a question, a test, someone pushing back. So if the King James Version is the only version, you shouldn't get mad and tell people they're blaspheming God and they're not a real Christian when they ask a question about that. Mm -hmm. That doctrine, quote unquote, should be able to withstand questioning. Truth never fears a challenge. What I find very interesting is when truth is presented and presented and presented, when you can tell that there is no truth there is when the name calling starts or the yes. belittling or the, well, what about that fat boy, you little glutton? When that crap starts up, well, that yep. gum, you've just realized real quick that truth has gone out the window and prerogative and preference have taken the place of truth. Well, you know, guys, I mm. love to watch debates on YouTube. Uh, by the way, anybody else who's a nerd like that, you, you ought to watch William Lane Craig debate. He's so brilliant. Uh, but I love to watch, you know, those guys debate atheist <laughs> and it never fails at some point when the atheist is confronted with fact and truth that he can't logically overcome they always start cursing and insulting and belittling and and you know that's what happens to yeah. us so often people come at us and, and by the way i would just say to our audience just hear the things we're called hear the things we're accused of and the three of us have never responded in kind we've never talked about other people in that way whether it's nathan rager or whoever it might be, we've never responded in the way we've been addressed. But but I will just say this of the three of us, all three of us are dudes. Like they're, not one of us is not full-blooded, 100% dude. And so, you know, we're going to stand up. There's not, there's not a, a drop of coward in any of the three of us. And I promise, guys, I've deleted far more responding tweets than I've actually tweeted. Because, you know, the Holy Spirit yeah, won't yes. let me press post or tweet or it's respond. Like, I, did, I literally did that the other day. Y'all ever seen that movie Liar, Liar, where he's like holding up a blue pen and he can't lie. And he's like, this is a red pen. The color of the pen is red and he can't say blue. Like I literally <laughs> did that the other day with a tweet. I was like, 
just hit sin. Just, just hit sin. Like, I really, really want to say this because this is a zinger, man. And I deleted it. <laughs> it was a good one, guys. That's why I'm thankful I can screenshot and send them to you and then delete them. <laughs> I love our group chat. And the thing about truth is that truth cannot be weakened by questions. Not at all. Truth cannot be weakened by questions. Actually, the opposite is true. Truth can only be strengthened by questions. Man, that's good. Truth actually, that's good. Truth actually solicits questions. Yeah, it does. Truth wants to be questioned and challenged because it knows it can stand up to the challenge. Think about Galileo. Galileo he claimed Galileo. that the earth orbits the sun. This contradicted the official teaching of the church at the time, which, by the way, was the social authority. And he was sentenced to house arrest for the rest of his life. He actually was kept under house arrest until his death in 1642. Wow. Because he stood for the truth. And do you know what? He's in every single science book around the world that has any credibility whatsoever. And people know that he was true. I don't really care about people agreeing with me. I want my life to correlate with truth, with reality. I Amen. want the doctrines that I teach in the pulpit and that I teach to my kids at home and that I believe in, I want them to be verified by my life yeah. and, and by time and by eternity. I want my life to correlate with the truth. Because let's be honest, when you're proclaiming truth, it won't make you the most popular person around. No, it won't. You're going Absolutely to lose not. friends. Let me just say, this is where fundamentalism falls apart. Nathan, by the way, you just dropped a major bomb right there too. That, that's powerful. Guys, this is where fundamentalism falls apart. They declare something to be true that is not preachable in other parts of the world. For example, you can't preach the King James Bible in any country that doesn't speak English. You can't preach mm -mm. wearing a suit and tie in, for example, the impoverished part of the Philippines where they actually dig holes into trash heaps because the trash puts off heat at night and they can actually stay warm. They, they can't afford a suit and a tie. You can't preach the truth of the redback hymnal and old-time religion in Germany, you can't you can't preach these things in other parts of the world, which means it's not true because truth is replicable. You can preach it anywhere, all the time, everywhere. It works. It's mm. true. For example, you can preach mm. the truth of the cross, the truth of the sinless life of Jesus, the truth of the resurrection anywhere in the world, and it's going to be true. You can preach Amen. Romans chapter 12, 1, that you submit your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service or your reasonable act of worship. You yep. can preach that anywhere mm. in the world, and it's true. You can preach... Do all to the glory of God, whether you eat or whether you drink. Do all to the glory of God. You can preach that anywhere in the world, and it is true. I like what George Washington said. He said, truth will ultimately prevail where there is pain to bring it to light. Wow. It's powerful. And if you want to stand up for the truth, you are going to experience pain. Yeah. Let's be honest, man. We It's not always fun to be a host on the RFP. Mm -mm. No. I mean... Yeah, we, we have feelings too. 
I know you think we're just some big bad guys out here in in the nanosphere, but we are, we we are real people and we have feelings too. JC, I think you have feelings. Nathan, I know me and Nathan Brian definitely do. has more feelings than any of us. So. <laughs> that's, that's definitely the truth. I, have, I, I know I have and a feeling somewhere. If I had to choose between you liking me or hating me, I'm always going to choose you liking me. I would prefer that, but. Truth is worth fighting for and standing up for, and a lot of times it takes personal pain mm -hmm. to accomplish anything. Sure it does. But the bottom line of this whole argument is that Jesus is the truth. The gospel is true. Guys, we question man-made tradition. Yeah, we do. Because that's what our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ Amen. did. 100%. He questioned traditions of men, and he condemned people who exalted tradition over the truth. And that's the man, that's the God I yeah. worship. Amen. We, on the other hand, submit to Scripture. Every time, absolutely, without fail, if you can prove your argument from Scripture, we will do an episode saying that you're right. 100%. Because we always submit to Scripture, but we refuse to submit to narcissistic tyrants who cannot answer questions from the Scripture to prove Man, that points. was so good. You should have hacked right then. You should have been like, and I'm going to tell you, I should, we always <laughs> submit to truth. I mean, man, you were letting now. it roll. Well, you know, in Acts chapter 17, Dude. the Apostle Paul, the Bible says in Acts chapter 17, verse 20. Two. So Paul, standing in the midst of the Areopagus, said, Men of Athens, I perceive that in every way you're religious. For as I passed along and observed the objects of your worship, I found also an altar with this inscription, To the unknown God, what therefore you worship is unknown. This I proclaim to you, the God who made the world and everything in it, being Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in temples made by man. Boy, that does away with the house of God thing, doesn't it? Nor is he served by human hands as though he needed anything since he himself gives to all mankind life and breath and everything. That really does away with it. God mm. needs you. And he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on the face of the earth, having determined allotted periods and boundaries of their dwelling place that they should seek God and perhaps feel their way toward him and find him, yet he is actually not far away from each one of us. He stood in a place where the yeah. most educated philosophizers of his day actually sat in those seats. They challenged the Apostle Paul. You didn't bring an argument to the Areopagus if you weren't on your game, if you weren't sharp, and Paul stood in front of those men, saturated in the gospel of Jesus Christ, took what they believed yeah. in, showed them the error of their ways, and then pointed them to the truth of Jesus Christ. Amen. It's mm, good. And that's why we pray Psalms 25.5 for our RFP fam, for those that aren't, that we want to be guided in his truth, taught his ways, for he is our God and our Savior, and our hope is in him all Amen. day long. That all is true. That Amen. is truth that will set you free. And that's what I heard singing at the RFP meetup, voices yeah. of those who have discovered truth, and they are singing like those that have been freed by the truth because mm. his hope that he gives us, we have in mm. him all day long, no matter what Amen. is said about us, no matter what comes at us, no matter what fear is out there, there's nothing. I, I 
I think with the belt, the belt of truth that is put around us, no fear can haunt us, no foe can daunt us, because we got truth, and truth doesn't mm. fear a challenge. And so with Amen. that said, we're going to press on, continuing yep. to live a life where truth doesn't fear a challenge, where truth is consistent with itself, and truth is going to correlate with reality. If yeah. you've enjoyed the last 67 episodes of the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast, buckle up and hold on because the best is yet Amen. to come. Absolutely. Mm. And when it comes to talking about challenges, I want to personally invite you to a King James Bible oh debate. This is happening on August the 14th, 2021 at 1 p.m., and this is in Rockwell, North Carolina. All the information is going to be on our website and on social media. So guys, can you imagine a scenario where I would be inviting people to Cody Zorn's church? Let's just no. stop and think about this. That's that's crazy. Well, let me just say this to you. Hey, Cody, if you're listening, I know you and I He's have listening. gone back and forth at times. I actually, in a way, appreciate your boldness and your willingness to do yeah. this. Because it would be easy for Cody Zorn to say, hey, I've got my audience, I've got my fan club, and I can have a, a jubilee or a camp meeting, and I can pack this place out with people in the bleachers who are going to cheer me on. Wait a minute, the music just stopped. We need to go back and record this whole episode over. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> but Cody Zorn <laughs> is saying, you know, hey, I'm going to invite this. I'm going to be courageous. And so, mm -hmm. Cody... Hey, I, I've got to just say to you, I think it's a bold move. And uh, for any heat that you take over this for letting someone like Nathan that you boldly disagree with get in the pulpit of, of the church that you serve, you take any heat over that, you just tell them truth never fears a challenge. Come on. <laughs> and I never thought I'd do this, but Cody, I do want to give you credit because you've gotten the RFP platform and your name's been said more than Andrew Sluter's on this episode. So congratulations. <laughs> there you go, Andrew. There's your mention. I hope the aliens haven't got you. Hey, here's some truth. That is good. The RFP meetup is going to be coming up real soon in Bourbon, Missouri, August 26th, 27th, and 28th. That's a Thursday through a Saturday morning. Go right now to the recoveringfundamentalist.org. Click on the Midwest Meetup tab and uh, sign up to be there with us. While you're there, go ahead and get you some free life soap. But if you want some free free life soap, and this is the truth, sign up for the meetup. Everybody is getting free life soap if you come to Bourbon, Missouri, as well as a real truthful honorary doctorate from the Come RFP. <laughs> That's as real as any other honorary doctorate. So for for real, you're going to get one if you come to Bourbon, Missouri. And like so many people have done, they're hanging on their walls. I saw a pastor today took a picture in his office. Boom, his honorary doctorate right there on the wall. I absolutely love it. Ah, can I tell you all the truth? Please. We may not agree on everything, but I love you too. And I'd go to battle for you. you. And uh, so somebody called us out this week and said, oh, you know, you guys never disagree on anything. We do. We we have. Very yeah, we much. have. Oh, yeah. But at the end of the day. Yeah, we have disagreements between the three of us and things that we see in a different way. But, hey, that's the beautiful thing when the gospel is the basis of your fellowship. We're yeah. not brothers in arms because we agree on every preference. We're brothers in arms because we believe the gospel. 
Heck, I mean, we're not even brothers in arms because we're the same denomination. Brian, you're Southern Baptist. I'm so far non-denominational, it's not even funny. And Nate, you're kind of IFB light in a way. <laughs> okay, I am at a Baptistic church. Bless God. I'm in a Baptist church that is not affiliated. So, Brian Edwards, there we go. He's an independent fundamental Baptist. <laughs> I can just see I'm a, Twitter blowing up now. <laughs> Nathan Rager's prayers have been answered. One of the recovering fundamentalists is back in the fold. Amen. Oh, my word. All they have to do is get online and watch our service today. Oh, By the way, gosh. let me give our pastor, Chad Gamble, some props today. He preached this liberal sermon. You want to know what he preached on out of the book of Galatians? Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. Does that sound like a liberal sermon to you? Mm, no. Son, he absolutely shucked the corn and preached the word. Look it up on social media. That's it awesome. was awesome. Yeah, Chad Gamble, that does sound like a pretty trendy sermon. I'll get to preach here next Sunday at the Connection Church. Guys, it's Father's Day. And that night, because this is my kind of debate, like you can have your KJV debates. I'm a student pastor. <laughs> We're having Nacho Libre movie night. All you can eat nachos. We have a Nacho. real, and it's not fake, res <laughs> wrestling guys that are coming and setting up a 7,000-pound ring right in the lobby of the church. I'm the guest referee, the Rev. It's going to be great. But that morning on Father's Day, we're teaching from the wrestling ring, and I'm teaching on Jose and Gomer. So we're going to talk about a prostitute on Father's Day. That's trendy. Man. Wow. Yeah. Brian, what are you teaching on next Sunday? You know, I'm actually talking about the fact that Noah's Ark is not a children's story that mankind has always been rebellious, that mankind is still rebellious, and God is righteous in his judgment. Jesus is ultimately the ark of God now that rescues people from God's coming judgment, that God will always pour out his wrath on sin. We live in a culture right now that trumpets the love of God, but the love of God doesn't erase the justice of God, and that sin That's will good have to be held Dude. accountable and uh that's what i'm talking about this sunday and i promise you there won't be a drop of trendy in that dude guys we are the worst liberals <laughs> ever yeah we are <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious we, oh we just well. really we really suck at this liberal thing man we're oozing <laughs> with trendiness yeah but yeah, hey, you know what if we if we wore suits and preach the gospel of Donald Trump and nationalism, I bet we could almost get to preach under a tent. Oh, man. Oh, man, you ain't kidding. You ain't kidding right there. I got one suit. I marry and I bury in it. So it's a good day or a bad day, depending on how you're looking at it. Me too. So, <laughs> literally, one suit, and I don't even know if it fits because I ain't worn it in a while. I got to put it on this weekend. I've got, I'm officiating three weddings in the next three weekends. So let's You've pray You've lost like fits. 30 pounds. How is that going to fit you, JC? I don't know. It's going to be pretty big, which is a good problem to have. But guys, I love you. This has been a great episode. Thanks for tuning in to the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast. We'll see you next week. Y'all have a great week. Be sweet. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast. Be sure to stop by our social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Give us a follow. Also, go to our website, recoveringfundamentalist.org. That's recoveringfundamentalist.org. There you can find Recovering Fundamentalist swag. You can get your t-shirts and hats. You can join our ex-fundy community. See where we're going to be having some meetups. It's the recoveringfundamentalist.org. Be sure to join us next time for the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast. <laughs>